And before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav etzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Today I want to speak about two themes of this Torah and half Torah portions. First theme is presence of the Lord and the second, our expectations of the, pres of the Lord's presence. Presence of the Lord and our expectations of the Lord's presence. These two themes are going together in the scripture. So let us read Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 through verse 38. Let us read together. So Exodus 40, verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of Adonai filled the tabernacle. Moshe was unable to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud remained on it, and the glory of Adonai filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel continued with all their travels. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not travel onward, onward until the day when it was taken up. For the cloud of Adonai was above the tabernacle during the day, and the fire was in the cloud at night, so that all the house of Israel could see it throughout all their travels. Amen. And let us read from half Torah portion, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 10 and verse 11. 1 Kings 8, 10, 11. When the priests came out of the holy place, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could not continue their service because of the cloud, for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. Or I would like to read in different translation, the same place. When the priests came out of the holy place, a thick cloud filled the house of Adonai so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of Adonai filled the house of Adonai. That was when Solomon finished the building of the temple in Jerusalem. And it was the first time services were performed in the temple. This was a defining moment in the history of the Jewish people, Jewish nation. They built the temple and it became the home for the heart of every Jew. It was a place of the ministry, the house of prayer, the very place of the revelation about God. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. I would like to read one verse. This I will bring to my holy mountain and let them rejoice in my holy and in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For all nations. People from all over the world traveled there to worship and receive God's mercy in the temple. We are wearing kippahs 
in memory of the temple. And we also break the glass on the Jewish wedding in memory of the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Can you imagine how vitally important it was that Solomon brought the first sacrifices to the temple? The history was written there in the temple. All of the people were full of expectation, hope, faith, and they expected the Lord to reveal himself. And you know what happened? The Lord came. How glorious it was. Can you imagine the glorious cloud of the Almighty Lord in that place? Do you remember these verses? When the priest came out of the holy place, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could not continue their service because of the cloud. For the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. The glory of the living God filled the place. And people who were called to ministry to bring sacrifices were not able to, to do their job. You know why? Because Lord took everything in his hands. And he began to minister to the people and poured his favor on that place, in the temple. First in the Mishkana, in the tabernacle of Moses, and that later in the temple. Every time when I meditate about this glorious moment, I can feel the presence of the Lord on me. Always, every time. The glory of God in Hebrew, kevot, means weight or heaviness. His glory has heaviness. It is heavy. Every time I read places from the scriptures about the Lord's reality, it, it is always amazes me. He came to fellowship with Adam, was a friend to Abraham, and spoke face to face with Moses, Daniel, Job, Isaiah, etc. The Lord was not an idea or theology. His presence manifested in the physical reality, in the midst of the people of Israel. He's real. He's alive. People of God in ancient times knew him personally. They saw his presence. They were able to be in his presence. And I believe with all my heart that Messianic Judaism was so influential in the first century, not because of the excellent the theology or new and beautiful traditions. It is also important for sure. But because of the presence of the living God among them. They prayed and received answers from the Lord, and they saw his presence with them. They were different because of his presence. I would like to read book of Acts chapter 2, verses 33, 43 through 47. Acts 2, 43. It is a great place of scriptures. So, fear lay upon every soul. And many wonders, wonders and signs were happening through the emissaries for apostles. And all who believed were together, having everything in common. They began selling their property and possessions and sharing them with all, 
as any had need. Day by day they continued with one mind, spending time at the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were sharing meals with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord was adding to their number those being saved. That is what the first Messianic synagogue looked like. The glory of the Lord, the presence of his mercy, his love was there. We also have story after story in our own lives when the Lord manifested himself in our lives too. Some people today have a lack of the Lord's reality. They live in this spiritual wilderness without any water of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And in these conditions, their faith consists of doctrines. It sounds like if you know the correct doctrines and remember them, you will be saved. But I would like to read John chapter 4, one verse, verse 23. It is so important to remember. John 4, 23. But an hour is coming. It is here now, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people as his worshippers. We can see in this verse two parts of true worship to the Lord. Two parts. First, worship in the Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, His living waters, his reality, his life in us. And also the second part, worship in the truth. The word of the Lord is the ultimate truth. Our correct doctrines are fundamental, very important, necessary, but only part of our walk with the Lord because our faith is a living relationship with the Lord. It is a daily walk with him, us and him together. In the Torah, we can see times of the outpouring of the Lord's presence in the old days. And we have greater promises for us today. I would like to read Matthew 18, verse 20. Here's the promise from Yeshua. Please remember it. For wherever two or three are assembled in my name, I am there with them, two or three. You know that the Lord is with us right now in his presence. Yeshua is with us in the Holy Spirit. Because we are together in the name of Yeshua. And he is with us right now in this very moment. Also, I would like to read John chapter 14, verse 16, 17 and 18. John 14, 16 through 18. Here's the promise from Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so he may be with you forever. I love this, forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him. You know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. I love this too because the Spirit of the Lord was on Yeshua and after his crucifixion and his resurrection, Spirit of the Lord came into their hearts, into their very hearts. 
and verse 18. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Today we live in challenging times and the world is consumed with fear. Look what's going on around us. Look at the news. Global political changes are taking place. And I'm sure that the world we knew will never be the same. I'm sure. We live in a different world. And so our natural human condition is to be in fear, to fill our hearts with worries and doubts. Today, some people are increasingly seeking God and turning to Him, while others are turning away because their hearts are getting cold. Because we are human beings and tend to get used to everything good, we are tempted to be scared when changes come. But what I want to say today, and it is very important to remember, is that even in the most challenging times, the Lord is always with us. His Holy Spirit is within us. He's close to us. He's with, with us. In such difficult times, it is very important to have firm hope in the Lord, to know His Word, to love His commandments, to love His commandments. And at the same time, it is essential to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeshua gave us his promise. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I found in my ministry when a person does not feel acceptance, does not realize that the Lord adopted him, then comes uncertainty, an attempt earn the love of God. Without the Lord, our Heavenly Father, we are all orphans, defenseless and helpless people, uncertain about tomorrow. And the Lord Yeshua gave us His Spirit so that we could not only know from the Bible that we are God's children, but so that we could experience Him in everyday life. In the chapter from the Torah, we can see that the Lord God of Israel has always been with His people. It was not just knowledge, not just the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses, but a pillar of God's fire in the camp, His presence. When the priests at the tabernacle of Moses made the first sacrifices, the Lord descended in the cloud of glory. People fell on their faces because they couldn't stand in His glory. And today we have the same promises. The Lord Yeshua is with every one of us, ready to fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit, with His Spirit. Yeshua is yesterday, today, and He's forever the same. We have a great ministry, a greater way to see and experience the Lord's glory and His presence in our lives. The Lord never condemns us. He's always for us and patiently wants to bring us to his glorious place, into his reality. And everything we need is to put our trust in him, fix our expectations on the Lord, and follow him in obedience. That, it, that is what is called faith in the Bible. The same way faith trust was required in the times of the Old Testament, times of Tanakh, and the same faith is required today. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It is very famous and important place of the scriptures. Now without faith or trust, it is impossible to please God. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Now I want to take some time to talk about our faith. Faith is not just knowledge. Because you know the scripture says that demons also know about the Lord. Faith is not a set of rules. Faith is not a passive state. Our trust in the Lord is always active. And also faith, it is not a set of traditions. Hebrews 11 verse 1 through verse 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of reality is not seen. For by it the elders received commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen did not come from anything visible. And in conclusion, I want to read an amazing story of faith from Luke chapter 18, verse 35. Luke 18:35. Now, as Yeshua was approaching Jericho, a certain blind man was sitting by the road begging. But when he heard the crowd doing, going by, he asked what was happening. They told him that Yeshua Hanatsrati, or Jesus of Nazareth, was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Yeshua ben David, or son of David, have mercy on me. And those leading the way were scolding him, so he would not he would be quiet, but he kept shouting all the more, Ben David, son of David, have mercy on me. So Yeshua stopped, and do you remember that one of the names of Yeshua it is son of his son of David, Ben David. So Yeshua stopped and ordered the blind man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Yeshua asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want to see again. And verse 42, the key verse, Yeshua said to him, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. Immediately, the man received his sight and began following Yeshua. He was healed and he followed Yeshua, glorifying God. And when all people saw it, they also gave praise to God. The man was, the, the, this man went through such difficulties. He was blind all his life, but he didn't lose his faith, his trust in the Lord. He had all rights to be upset with the Lord, but he chose to believe and trust the Lord. And from his example, I really believe we can learn to trust the Lord in our lives. Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and verse 10. I would like to encourage you with these verses. This is the word of the Lord into our lives to us. Luke 11, verse 9 and 10. So I say to you, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, 
and you shall find, knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Amen. And in the end, I want to briefly share with you the message I shared with the congregation in Mikhailov, very briefly. I reminded them that I talked to them, and do you know that uh, this is the congregation where I served as the rabbi for 16 years before I came here. I reminded them that I talked to them about what will happen in the last days, about persecution and suffering that many believers will encounter. Back then, that seemed unimaginable, and, become, and now it has become reality. Now is the time to remember the Lord's faithfulness and be ready for Him to walk through, through this with you. It is time to remember first believers and what they walked through with trust and hope in the Lord. It is the time to be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk in His truth. Thank you. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. We will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel, and we will return to Eric's home for a final song. Let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpacha. Shabbat Shalom.